Hey guys, it's Kara. And Tasha. Get, Get in. in! We're going to talk about our favorite debut albums. So this week we're talking about our favorite... I, want, I don't even know what I want to call it favorite, but like... Just good no, overall debut, debut albums. albums. Yeah, so like their very first... Which was actually kind of hard. I had to... I had to think a little bit. And I think that with this, my criteria was not that it was just good, but maybe out of their whole catalog, that debut album is still ringing as my favorite. Now, I went with number of singles. Okay. So I did it a little differently. I went with, if you had a good debut album, you had multiple singles off that first album and you didn't necessarily have to like, because there's plenty of artists who have a good single off of a first album. But the rest of the album isn't good. Yes. So I went by, did you have multiple singles off of this album? And multiple, when you hear mine, they each had at least six. So I didn't think of it that way. I went on it like personal, like... Mine would be personal. Right. But did they have good singles? But do I like the rest of the album with it? I think I hit both of those with mine. Okay. And it's going to be interesting because these will come out of left field. All right. It might be right field. They come out of nowhere. <laughs> what was your first one? So I went um, Same Trailer, Different Park by Casey Musgraves. I don't, I'm not a Casey Musgraves fan. I like certain songs. I think this album is fantastic. Here is why I wasn't necessarily a fan. It's because that album specifically won tons of Grammys. Not tons of, but like it was a, up for so many awards. And even at like the CMA Awards and CMT Awards, but at the time, she was still a nobody. Yes, she was absolutely nobody. Yeah. Which, is, which is good why it's a debut album. And, it won awards. And overall, she still is... I mean, I don't want to say she's a nobody, but she's not mainstream. She's never broke mainstream country. Which is funny because, oddly enough, we play her where I work. Huh. Multiple songs. So, like, I have grown to like Casey Musgraves as a result of listening to her play over the speaker. So this was one album that when it first came out, and I believe her lead single was Merry Go Round. It absolutely was. Of this album. And it's a, that's a good one. But I would not listen to her at first. So I, I like this pick for you. Um, I just went back and listened to the whole album again. And I remember every single song and every single word because when it came out, I listened to it over and over and over again. And some of my favorite songs are... Um, Definitely album cuts. Step Off and Stupid are two of my favorite songs off this album. I really like Follow Your Arrow. And honestly, I, I, I hate to say this, but I think that's the song that really did her in for it not did. being able to be a mainstream country music it star. It sure did. Even though she is so incredibly talented. Merry Go Round's a good one, too. It is. I like that one. Oh, Blowing Smoke, too. That was my other, that's my other favorite song off this album. And all three of those were album cuts. That you wouldn't know unless you listened. And like I said, I'm not a huge Casey Musgraves fan. And I think a lot of it came from that. Like she literally wasn't even performing at these award shows, but was winning these awards. And you're like, where? Who? Like yeah. that, I think that was my first thing. Like, how did Casey Musgraves beat so-and-so? Because I, I would still say, depending on the category, I'd be like, well, I don't know that that's right. But it's because we still haven't. She hasn't breached mainstream. Mainstream and, she won't. and critical awards are never it's not the same. see eye to eye. But in 2013, you wouldn't have convinced me of that at 22 years old. Right. And being like, well, Luke Bryan's way better than Casey Musgraves. Right. 
you'll still never hear me say <laughs> that she's better than Luke Bryan. But uh, talented. Oh, yeah. Talented. I mm-hmm. mean, I would see her in concert. 100%. Mm-hmm. I think that is... I missed her with Kenny Chesney. I didn't see I that one either. I don't think that I realized that she was the she was the Carly Pierce of that tour and went on first. And oh, we were stuck you're in right. traffic. I did too as a Brothers of the Sun tour. Yeah. Sure no, was. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. I actually did have her on Brothers of the Sun. I did not. It was her and then Grace Potter. We were in there for that one. It was when he was with Eli Young Band and Eric Church. I missed that one completely. Yeah. So. So, and I, I'm sad that I missed her because she doesn't really, at least not on my radar, do a lot of no. touring. No, she kind of keeps to herself, but I don't know that, like you said, on your radar... It doesn't necessarily mean she's not doing it. It's just I'm not seeing it happen. We're not looking for it. Yeah, yeah. we're not looking for her. Um, but that's a, that's a really good first pick. Good yeah. job. I think mine's pretty obvious for you. Once I say it, you'll be like, okay, I knew that was coming. Luke Combs, this one's for you. That was, I mean, his, we've talked about having an episode about debut singles, and I think he definitely would hit both of these here. His debut single mm-hmm. being Hurricane, and then his debut album, this one's for you. It wins. It's so good. It wins. Um, I would say my favorites off of that. Hurricane's always going to be one of my favorite Luke Combs songs. And then, I mean, you have one number away. When it rains, it pours. Be careful what you wish for. These are all good songs. But mm-hmm. I think a lot of his good characteristics come from the fact that he writes all his music. Mm-hmm. And... Memories are made of beer can. I love beer can. Because I love beer can too. I like it because it's a fun play on words. And I'm we one know of those, we like those. And I'm one of those people that I love a song that's like got a double meaning. Always. <clears throat> I think, I mean, I could put this on at any point and no matter who you are, you're going to find a song you relate to. Yeah. Even if you don't love country music. But I think, I mean, like One Number Away is such a solid uh-huh. song. She Got the Best of Me. Oh my God, this is a good album. It, <laughs> it is. And... I'm just not sure. I mean, he definitely, we know he just released an album and we have a whole nother episode about that later, but, but then he released this one's for you too, which includes all the original songs from this one's for you plus some. Um, and if we truly include that, then you have Houston, we got a problem, which is a personal favorite. Must never met you. Everyone knows beautiful, crazy. And she got the best of me. So, I mean, to be able to release your first true album and then also re-release it but add five songs and still make it. And those five songs be just as good as the rest of the album. That's talent. Yeah. Not that we've ever doubted him because I know we both like him. But if you're not a Luke Combs fan, you should be. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> there is no way you can't like this man. And we have just been very recently listening to interviews and podcasts with him. And it's only making me like him that much more. I don't know how you couldn't like him. I re- like you could hate country music, but there's no way you couldn't like him as a person. Like he just seems so genuine and he knows where he came from and he's still attempting to stick to that throughout being a country star. Good for him. Yeah. What's your next one? All right. I'm going outside of country. Oh, so we actually did. We each did three. Is that correct? Did you yes, still stick I to three? three? Okay. So, so outside of country. Awesome. Because Casey Muscars is my only country album. Same. With Luke, because I tried, I tried right. to venture outside because I could have done three country albums. Easily could have done three country albums, but as I 
dove into this more, I was finding that I wasn't in love with the country albums as much as I thought I was. The debuts. Right, the debut yes. albums. I have plenty of country albums. I could go on for years for that. So, um, my second one is Gavin DeGraw, Chariot, from oh, 2003. Chariot itself is a good song. So, obviously, it, anyone casually knowing, probably knows that I don't want to be a huge hit when Winter Hill came out early 2000s. I love 2000s. the song Follow Through. That was actually his lead single off of that album. I'm just looking at it now as you say that, and I'm like, I actually really <laughs> I just listened to his that. interview with Bobby Bones. It was so good. They were talking about how I don't want to be. He said, that's my, that's my single, that's my single, that's my single. And they pushed follow through first, and it fell flat, like went nowhere. I think... And then the show picked up I don't want to be. Oh, okay. And he was like, at first, like, I don't want to have a theme song on a TV show, and then finally was like, came around to it. Sure he did. And really took off, and then they re-released Follow Through. Um, but I love all of these. Uh, belief, it's more than anyone. That. Chemical Party is so good. I would see Gavin DeGraw. Oh my god, he was so good. Um, when but- I tell you that we saw him at Hard Rock, and he played, I video recorded him play. I, I don't want to be, Winter Hill is a very pinnacle part of my childhood. I've never seen it. Oh. What I would give we'll to go back and see that for, for the first, first time. time. <laughs> it is a show that I rewatch often. I would say that I picked up some Gavin <clears throat> DeGraw from like dance. Okay. Like he has a lot of songs that could be contemporary yeah. pieces. Or like especially off use, of this particular and, album. And we would use them to stretch. Yeah. So that's how I started listening to Gavin DeGraw. But I video recorded, I don't want, I video recorded all like three and a half minutes of I Don't Want to Be and almost cried because the end scene of One Tree Hill is him playing the song to the cast. They're in character, but it's him playing the song. Well, it's not the end scene, but close enough. And every time that play, I, I don't cry a lot at TV shows, but there's something about this song that makes me emotional because it is so tied into my formative years <laughs> that I was standing in the audience holding back tears as he's like <laughs> playing that piano intro too. <laughs> There you go. We have emotional <laughs> ties to Gavin DeGraw. So I would say I'm going to pick my next album, and it was second on my list anyway. I don't, I would say I don't necessarily have a chronological order. Like, I just, oh no, I just, this isn't mine either. These it just are just happened how they typed them out. Three, yeah. yeah. Um, and this one really threw one of my good friends off. She was like, are you serious? And I was like, yes. And I also saw this tour, and so I think that hits home more, just like your emotional tie to Gavin DeGraw. <laughs> Daughtry. Okay. Daughtry album, self-titled Daughtry. When you look back at that album, um, it is phenomenal. And I saw it in concert with, it was actually two friends and they, all of our moms went. But it was obviously, we all know Chris Daughtry from American Idol if you watched back then. And he's still doing things. He more recently just played Epcot, um, which I would have loved to go to, but I believe I was out of town. He had seven singles, and I shouldn't say he, the band, because it's a band, had seven singles from that album alone, starting with It's Not Over. We all loved it. Mm-hmm. Home, I think, probably I would have been the biggest song. I probably saw this tour, too. Yeah. Um, I loved the song Crashed. I don't know why. It probably wouldn't be someone a song that most people 
would be like, oh, I love that Chris Daughtry song. But it wasn't. It was released as a single. Um, Feels like tonight. What about now? They're all good songs. And he's not a controversial person either. Like, no, he has a really interesting story. He does. He, did you listen to his Bobby cast? I haven't listened to his Bobby cast, oh, but I've definitely so know a little bit. He has a bit. very interesting story. And even more recently, there's been some things that have happened to him that I'm sure have gone, you know, more. Even the second album hit. But, like, when you truly look at him as a whole, most people would say, everyone knows I'm going home. Uh-huh. You, like, they know that song because I think it was used a lot during Idol, even after. Oh yeah, yeah. After I think his they used seasons. it. I think they used it as the kickoff. They like, sure the, did. When people got kicked off. <laughs> and I think it's easy How to rude. forget. <laughs> I think it's easy to forget Chris Daughtry, unfortunately. But during that time, he was it. Like 2006. Like I would say, I remember that. Like going into high school, like that was. I mean, I wouldn't say I was. A quote-unquote, I don't know what genre I want to call it. I don't want to call it rock, but I also don't think it's pop. Like, pop rock? Mm, yeah. I um, think that's a thing. Because it's not really punk pop either. That's oh, no, definitely no, 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 no. not the genre no. we're hitting. But I could still listen to that album now and be like, this is great music. Yeah. And even some songs. Mm-hmm. Um, just off the album in general that weren't released as singles. But to have seven singles off of your first album, like we said, that's impressive. And there were only 12 songs on the album. Dang. So to release seven More of them, More than those? half of his album. Yeah. To radio. Uh-huh. And then I was actually, like, deep diving into the writers, and he wrote all but two of those songs. He wrote 10 of those 12 songs. That's really impressive. For your debut album and yeah. coming on to Idol? Yeah. Because... It's not like, I mean, we have people like Thomas Rhett, for example, who we know have, oh, we've been a songwriter for a long time. Now let me try to make my own music. And it works. He literally was working a probably a normal job prior yeah. to Idol and then was like, but I might be good at this songwriting <laughs> thing. And then just, it worked for him. And even the two, the t- two of the songs that he didn't write were singles. So feels like tonight and what about now? But still, that's good. Yeah. So that was my, and like I said, we obviously both have ties to like, we saw this in concert because that's the, that's us. Even my next (laughs) album is still going to be, I saw this in concert and that's why I have an emotional tie to it. Now, I'm sure we've mentioned it. Actually, I know we have. We didn't, neither of us saw Luke Combs that first album on tour. Yeah. No. And we're still sad about it. Yeah. It's okay. We'll stop talking about it from now on. (laughs) Actually, stay tuned for our Luke Combs <laughs> episode here in a couple weeks, and you'll hear more about how we missed him at the House of Blues. All right. Last one. What's your last one, Carol? Album number three is Maroon 5, Songs About Jane. Phenomenal. I will go down. First, okay, so I give props to Maroon 5 because they have stayed, their career has stayed relevant because they are one of those bands that has honestly changed with the sound of the radio. So their first album to their last album, they sound like two totally different bands. But I will always come back to songs about Jane being their best sound and their best group of songs. And in fact, we were just talking about how they're doing a, um, some like small little concert at Universal. And we talked, the tickets are super expensive. We, we looked into it just because of course we did. Um, 
And I had made the comment how that would be really fun to go to, but they're not going to play any of the songs that I want to hear. And the songs that I want to hear are off of songs about Jade. I think they would play at least a few of those. Um, Harder to breathe, maybe. They would play This Love. She Will Be Loved. This, the, yeah. That um, is a good one. I actually really enjoy Sunday Morning, and I don't really know why. I guess 12-year-old me really loved... I'm, I think it had an intricate music video for This is one album that I can listen to front to back, front to back. I mean, like, every song. I would say I could listen to it. I wouldn't know all of them. Oh, I know every song, every word. I, this is, and it is their best, it's their best sound to me. I loved Harder to Breathe. I remember that coming out as a music video and being like, who are these guys? It was, it was very different music for me to like. I mean, I was 2002, 12. Um, I probably heard this CD because my brother could drive, so he was playing it in the car. And then it was just one that I, like, grasped onto. And I, I mean, love them all. Yeah, I really, I mean, I'm looking at some of their songs now. And I would say that's probably an album, if I had to pick one of their albums, I'd probably pick that one, too. To have, I think it says five singles off of that alone. Good for them. But even their very, very next album, totally different sound. But it also took them, if I'm, if these are in order, it took them five years to a release little while. Yeah, second what, album. What was the next one? 2007. Uh, it, it won't be soon before long. I was going to say, I remember the Hands All Over. Maybe maybe I'm missing that one. Oh, no, that's it's the next late. one. That's 2007. Yeah, no, it's later. And that's where you hit, like, moves like Jagger. Yeah, to- but it, they're, like, almost a totally different band. With a song like Moves Like Jagger. And I've seen them put in Harder concert. to Breathe and Moves Like Jagger. I saw them in concert. I saw them open up for John Mayer, which was uh, honestly That would the time, be a really good show. That, at the time, that was my like, dream concert. Because I would have picked Room for Squares, but we've talked about that album yeah. already and how much I love it. So I didn't. But um, the, those two are go hand in hand for me because I saw them together. And it was the songs about Jane era that I saw them playing those, that music. I saw them in 2013. So I definitely got the moves like Jagger era. Um, I saw Kelly Clarkson and okay. Maroon 5. It was a great show. Um, we just got lawn seats, but we had a great time because I feel like Maroon 5 is very sing-along. They, they are. sing every song. And that's the thing. They like, have, and I'm, that's no fault. I'm not faulting them for maneuvering their career to stay relevant to. with popular music. That's yeah. absolutely not a fault. They And they did it great. Like, there's songs that I like. Like, when they release absolutely. a song to, to radio, I don't hate it. It's just not, it's just not songs about Jane. No, and when we say, like, like I, like I said, I know we've had these conversations about, like, I was a TRL kid. Mm-hmm. I went home. I watched TRL. That was what I was doing for an hour after school. Don't bother me. Um, I had dreams of standing outside with my sign. Yep. Didn't happen. <laughs> but I remember Harder to Breathe previewing on TRL. And you just have the part where I don't honestly know all the band members' names, but the guy was playing the drums and he's just going at it. Yeah. It's like black and red. Like I can just see it. And I'm like, wow, this is great. I want to play the drums one day. I did not end up playing the drums one day. Um but yeah, no, that's a really good one too. All right. Like we said, we are showing ourselves. We are not just country music lovers. Nope. So if you're not a country mm-hmm. music fan, you don't have to be to listen to our podcast because here you, we go. We might fall in too. We are hitting a completely different genre here. Okay. Here we go with Kanye West, the college dropout. I knew it. I knew that was going to be on your list. Because <laughs> I looked at it. I 
am obsessed. I don't like current Kanye. Um, <clears throat> honestly, I could listen to the second album, but the college dropout, I will say, is one of the best albums I ever. I actually have it because I started looking at um, just songs. So, like, debut songs as well. And Through the Wire is on my list. And Through the Wire is one of my favorite songs. <laughs> it always will be. I can put this on at any moment and just be like, there are so many different emotions you experience listening to the college dropout and through the wire was definitely also, I remember that coming on MTV playing on TRL because his mouth was wired shut. shut. It was a big deal of like this rapper and we're like, what rapper? (laughs) And then he came out with this song and you're like, now I know why this happened to you. And while, like I said, I will never condone current Kanye. I think the guy needs, some help. However, yeah. he needs people around him that, that love him as much as the, he did during college dropout. And unfortunately, he's, had, he's gone through a lot in life since yeah. then. Um, but you have five singles off this lead album. It's Through the Wire, um, Slow Jams. So here would be, I was actually speaking with people at, at work about this. The fact that Kanye West was able to get some good collabs on his debut New album. album yeah. Is impressive because while the other five albums we've just talked about are awesome, I don't think any of those had collaborations. And all of those no. people have collaborated with people since. Yeah. However, Kanye had Jamie Foxx. On his first album. His first album. He had Twista on his first album. Who, I know Twista's not necessarily relevant, but at the time, he probably he was. was. <laughs> he had Ludacris. That's a big get for on someone his on their first, first album. album. And in the mid 2000s. Talk about a guy who's kept himself relevant. <laughs> and I would say even early 2000s, because I guess these came out in 03. Ludacris was huge in the 2000s. Mm-hmm. And so to have Slow Jams and All Falls Down, which I know we're going to have an episode on favorite lines, <laughs> but like couldn't afford a car, so she named her daughter Alexis. <laughs> Give me a better line than that. Give me a better one. There's really not one. And you know, people are singing it. And then when you look back and you're like, wow. (laughs) But he means it. He grew up in the, in Chicago. Yeah. Like he grew up in the hood and then to have Jesus Walks, which could have been such a controversial song, but instead it became a hit. And then the workout plan, which is one of those stupid (laughs) songs, but I loved that song. And then you had Anna Nicole Smith in the video. Cause I looked, I looked at this album and, and I probably haven't listened to it all the way through since the early 2000s. I would say I listened to it all last summer. <laughs> but um, some of the titles were obviously, um, like, they sparked, like, I was like, oh, yeah, I probably know this song. I, probably, I have to go back and listen to that one again because there's probably so many songs on there. Even the album cuts, because I know I've listened to the whole thing. Like, he even had a cut with Jay-Z. Lobby. To do that in 2003, I mean, that's when 03 Bonnie and Clyde. Like, yeah, that was the height of... He, I mean, that was, that was Jay-Z's era. Yeah. So to be, for Kanye to be like, hey, I want you to sing this with me. And Jay-Z's like, sure. Who did he know? Who, who, well, who put that album out? I believe what, that what Kanye was writing prior to. Okay. He was trying to make it and it just... Wasn't. This was it for him. He was like... Stars aligned. Yeah, it, it worked. And I mean, he does, he has a lot, but this album alone has 21 cuts, but he has a lot of skits. 
Yes. So if you listen to the whole that. album, there's a lot of skits. You can skip through those. But the songs. Yeah. That's lyrics. And I'm not a huge rap fan, um, but I did see this. Well, I don't know that what we call today's music to be. No, and I would say I, I know a lot of rap, but I. That would have been the time when I was listening to rap music. And I would say I have this time in prior to. Um, but I would say this one speaks to me because I saw the Usher Confessions tour in 2004. Kanye opened for Usher. There you go. And then John Legend was the actual opener. So if we really want to go back, that made me become a John Legend fan. So anyone that's liking the current John Legend, I knew the John Legend. I knew the yeah. John Legend. But I would say, I mean, I walked away from that. And I think my mom would tell you I said it then. As much as I wanted to see Usher sing Confessions, which honestly is one of the best albums as well. But that was definitely not his not debut. debut. no. But that was a great album. That is though. Usher's best <laughs> album I walked away from that going, I love Kanye West. And I don't even think I had listened to the album prior to the concert. But as soon as I walked away, I was like, we're buying this. Yeah. And that's when you bought CDs. Yes. You like went to a store. You went to the store <laughs> to buy a CD, but not, not Walmart because it was edited. <laughs> Never Walmart. So should I really have been listening to Kanye West, the college dropout at age 11? Probably not. Thanks, mom. <laughs> Again, I'm sure my brother had it. He's a few years older than me. That was so. the same year I went to the Jay-Z and uh, Art Kelly concert. So <laughs> we'll say there were some times where poor judgment, but hey, good, good music. We're not mad about yeah, it. You can't be mad about good music. I think we each had good, three good albums. So if I you agree. want some variety in your mix of non-country things. Did you say you had an honorable mention? I had plenty of honorable mentions. Give me one. Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift. Debut okay. is good. Okay. I'll give you all of them. Drake, so far gone. Okay. You can't. Drake's good. Luke Bryan, I'll stay me. It just didn't hit as hard as the next one. Thomas Rhett, it goes like this. Look I into it. I don't know if I've ever listened to that whole album. But, but I probably know when every song. When you realize what songs are on it, you're like, oh, like something to do with my hands is on there. And I think that's oh, I such love a good that song. song. I think his early stuff just gets Lost. thrown to the side yeah. because his... Not his more recent cuts, but in the last few years when he's gotten married and the songs are about his kids, and you know, they're, they hit home yeah, to they're, people. They're hitting a bigger audience. Um, that one also has Beer with Jesus. <laughs> also a good song. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> Honorable mention. I'm not necessarily a huge Rhett fan, but we, we know this. But when you look at his music, you can't help but love him. And then my last one, which we already know, is Sam Hunt Montevello. Uh, yeah, I'd have put that on my list, but I felt that that we was already too, talked about I felt it. like that was too obvious too. Yeah, we have. We already it. talked about it, but I can't leave it off my list because I didn't. I didn't add mine because we also I hit on it too as well in a in a, one of our CMA episodes. But mine was Meat and Candy by Old Dominion. And I honestly, not even thinking about it, would also use Florida Georgia Line. Oh yeah, here's the good times. Yep, that was a we, phenomenal. We touched on that too. We've talked <laughs> about it, but I think the albums we just picked were like. We put thought into those, and while I could pick a hundred other albums... Oh, yeah, no, but these are really, like, It was the fact that they're albums. debut albums of that artist. Yeah. And I listened to each of them. I could still listen to I all three of those albums. But they were also all three artists where I didn't go back to find the debut album. I knew. They were debut albums that I listened to when they were debut albums. Yes. When they came out, I was like play like yeah i have the daughtry cd at home yeah i probably have all these ones too. don't know no, what i don't have the case of my don't know it's what i'm playing it on but yeah not sure what i'm playing a it on boom box in your closet <laughs> i have a playstation i have a boom box in my closet 
I actually pulled it out not too long ago because I still have my big box of CDs in there. Started to get rid of all those. So if anyone's in the market for some CDs, hit us up. <laughs> Send us an, a message on Instagram. I have so many. That Good. was our thing. Did you have one of those visor things in your car where you put your CDs? I actually had a six CD changer, so I didn't need one of those. Oh, you're living the dream over there. <laughs> My Mazda had it. We had it set. but Oh, I had double visor. I had one on the front and back. I was rocking. It was hard for me time. to. It was hard for me to choose because Lines, Vines, and Trying Times by like Jonas Brothers. But then I had to go. That's not a debut. Like, yeah. I had to keep telling myself that's not a debut. And oh yeah, wait. I mean, my list of favorite albums could be hundred albums long. Easily. Any? <laughs> what are your honorable mentions? That I only had one. I only okay. picked the one. But still, I I was having a tough time. I was like, what am I going to talk about? And then I was like, it's got to be these three. Those come to mind. Because I could go back. Like we talked about, like Justified. That's obviously Justin Timberlake's debut album. It is a solid album, but then I reminded myself... He has better. Future Sex Love Sound is better. <laughs> yeah, and I guess that would be and my point, And then we talked too. about Ed Sheeran, AT, or uh, Plus. But technically, it's not his first one, but yes. I guess, yeah. I looked back, because he was on my radar. But then again, but then we're like looking at Multiply, Divide. There's Overall, ones that are better. better. Now, so, could Luke Combs have a better album? Eventually, yes. We will see. Not quite. I haven't. We will it yet. see. <laughs> this new one is pretty fire. So if you haven't listened to it, make sure you do before we hit up our next. It's not our next episode, but in a couple weeks we're gonna have a Luke Combs episode specifically because we will be seeing him in concert. And we're gonna talk about this album. So if you haven't listened to the album, we're giving you a heads up right now. Make <laughs> sure you listen. stream that. Yeah, for sure. Alrighty. <laughs> Hey guys, thanks for listening to us talk about our favorite debut albums. Be sure to tune in next week where we talk about Luke Bryan's residency in Vegas. Also, be sure to like and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. See you next week!